Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcast Network. We are all heartbroken about the Milwaukee Bucks loss Aww. in Game 5. Devastating, but we're all back. I am Justin Watry. And soldiering on. We are soldiering on, and Mr. Steve Matson, say hello. Hey, how you doing? Good to be here. Happy to be alive. <laughs> we all are. I would hope so. And Miss Holly, say hello. Hello. All right. We're going to kind of jump right into things. It's kind of a quick and easy podcast today. We're going to talk about money in the bank, obviously, from last Sunday. So... Let's start with the Usos. The Usos. I think one of us predicted the Usos would win Sunday. One of us three. Absolutely. None of us uh, really for, foresaw that going the way it went, but uh, yeah, one not, of us seemed to have a better grasp on things. There was not a lot of foresight into that one because apparently it was a non-title match against Daniel Bryan and Rowan. So, Arr. Arr, yeah. <laughs> so the Usos won. Steve, what did you think? Uh, I well, number one, I love the Usos, so it was awesome to see him win. I just didn't see that happening. I thought it was supposed to be a title. Did, didn't they say it was a title match? I mean, I don't know if they even said it. So. I thought it was the weirdest thing that. And then, not, then conversely, the tag team champions got beat. Like, aren't they supposed to be the all powerful? Yeah, and I'm yeah. still waiting on the title design to change. Right? I mean, did, did we? Ju- are we just not doing that? Did he just... And I forgot what show it was. They came out and didn't even have the titles with them. What show was that? I remember that. Yeah, I saw. it was a Raw show. Was it Raw? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, like it was they were doing the tag uh, six-man or something like that. Yeah, no titles. I... Yeah, and you always bring your title. Well, well I mean, Kenny Omega didn't bring his heavyweight to All In. Oh boy! But well, that could have been that could have been a licensing. No, that's true too. You know, little issue there. But we'll talk about that later with Mr. Kenny Omega. Holly, what'd you think? The Usos from Raw. I'm pretty sure they're still yeah, Raw. Yeah, Usos Raw. Well, I mean, Wild Card. Wild Card. Who? I think everybody's from everywhere, and yeah, right? it's just parts unknown. <laughs> so Holly, your your Usos won non-title. Do you think they your should? Your Usos. You hear that? You are taking ownership. Do you of think the they Usos. should get a title well, match? I was the one that picked the Usos to beat Daniel Bryan and so Rowan. So if they have a title match, would you pick them again? Again. Absolutely. You thought there was a title match anyways and picked them. Right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> if it's a title match, then then sure. why are they on Raw? Then would that mean they're back on SmackDown? Is right? SmackDown? Where are we going with this? Well, like, where does, is anything it, going with this? Does it really matter because the, the women's tag team titles are on both shows? But they came out from the get-go and said they were going to do that. And like, those are cross-branded. There are a Raw yeah. tag titles and a SmackDown tag titles. There's not a women's Raw and a women's Smackdown. Right. So the women's when, is everywhere. When they brought the women's out, they said, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this, and then they yeah. took it from... But yeah. then is there a Raw men's SmackDown then? Tag titles, yes. There's a Raw tag title. You remember Zack Ryder and, and Kurt Hawkins? Oh. You know, that, that red belt, and then you got the blue belt. You know, the you know. War Viking Experience Raiders War something. The, something or other. They should beat the them. The Vikings. I just call them the Vikings. Wait, are they still the champions? Uh, NXT? Or no, Raw? Uh, the, the Raw tag champions. I think is it's it still Ryder and, Ryder and Hawkins. Hawkins. I thought War Raiders would have beat them by now. Or is it Viking Raiders? Hooper. I thought it was the Viking Raiders. <laughs> Berserk. <but> Berserkers. <laughs> the Berserkers. Yeah. Let's just go with that because at least we know who we're talking about. Our, the Vikings. Well, I still think both tag scenes, honestly, whether they do combine them at this point, I think they're both kind of a mess right now. They're incredibly a mess. There's but no I will say, rhyme or reason. Yeah, at least the, um, which by the way, then the Usos, didn't they then lose to the Revival on Raw? Or yeah. They, so then it's like, well, then they're not getting a tag title. Yeah, this, I, it, 
tag, yeah, the tag scene for me has been a mess for a while, so not a lot there. But luckily, we got back on track with the actual main show, which I was happy with. I talked about it last week. I wanted them to start with a Money in the Bank ladder match, so the briefcase would be out there. So it ended up being Bailey as the woman's briefcase winner. Steve? Didn't we pick that one? Yeah, I think you all, and I were on that one. Were no, you? All were you three with us? of us picked it. I think it Usually was the right Justin's call. Justin's the detractor. Oh boy! Usually, when it comes down to me and him making picks, you and he and I usually disagree many a times. No, we had the same. That picks was a consensus for, for both. Um, I, I, I was. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right, because we were all on the McIntyre thing. Yeah, I was hoping Ember Moon. I was just honestly thinking a SmackDown for women's and then Raw for men's, which technically happened. It I did guess, happen, but, just not your. But not your what lady. did you think of the opening match? Thought it was great. They 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 killed it. Those women, <laughs> they they know how to bring it. I mean, they can save a show now. It's funny because what was it five? You know, as little as five years ago or ten years ago, the the women were seen as the bathroom break match. You know, that's when yeah. you go get your popcorn. That's when you go. You know, do the stuff you got to do before you go watch the real show. Yeah, or in between, or the cool off, or whatever it was. But now it's the women that's actually carrying this barn fire of a product. Yeah, they're being trusted in big spots. Which they never have. <laughs> Sorry, did I? <laughs> Good way to put it, I guess. But um, I'm just a little, uh, a little bitter, a little, little bitter about booking. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that in the main <laughs> event. But uh, Miss Holly, I know I was rooting for Ember Moon over Bailey, but Bailey makes the most sense with her history with Charlotte and Becky, correct? Yes. Okay, so I'm glad Nikki Cross was at least in there and got some time to she shine. She got a lot of time. That was really good. I'm glad the Manny Rose Sonia Deville thing actually kind of went somewhere with Sonia actually proving she was a good friend. Yep. She wasn't bitter. Gonna Trying turn. to carry up the ladder. She that was, carried that was her pretty up. awesome. And then I like Bailey getting up there and just staring her down and saying, "Not today." That was good. That was really good. <laughs> um, Carmella did her little I don't know what that was knee thing and left and came back. Was it to put over her resilience? Was she actually hurt? I don't think she I've was. Heard, but... I've heard. I've heard that it's that she was seen limping around. Yeah, my thing is but though. Why would you come back out for? Nothing really. Well, I mean, the whole thing with me was I was gonna wait till SmackDown, and then they didn't mention it, or she did nothing. She was running around with our truth. So yeah, so I'm maybe gonna... she just tweaked it, or I don't know. She looked. I mean, she looked legit mad. Yeah, which when you she know, was pushing Sa- maybe Rose just off to her, her acting ability or something. But Dana Brooke, <laughs> she got her chance in there. Uh, we mentioned Manny Rose, Natalia, and Naomi. I mean, they look good, but. I don't think they really did much in the match. Yeah, they didn't really shine, quote-unquote. They were there kind of for filler. And... No, I um, I like Nikki Cross probably more than anybody in there. I thought did a great job. But Bailey won. Congrats to her, correct? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was really good. Well-earned. And something I wrote in my 411mania.com column, cheap plug, that, you know, Bailey kind of, she was the Raw, or she was the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions with Sasha Banks. But right. Before that, you know, hadn't been doing a whole heck of a lot. And she did have she did have a world title under her. Yeah, under she her started out fine and everything, but that was back in 2017 at Mania. And I think this kind of just shows, I, I wrote about this, but, you know, in the snap of a finger, you know, anything can happen, and Bailey can go from doing nothing right. to suddenly she's on top she's of the on world. She's on top of the world. And an hour later, the crowd's chanting her name, and she's the biggest face in the whole world. Right. So, I mean, it goes back to Jinder Mahal losing to Mojo Rawley one week, month later, <laughs> WWE champion. So you right. can snap your fingers, and anything can happen. So. And it usually will. And it usually will, which we will get to in the main event. <laughs> no, oh, boy. No cactus fighting. <laughs> All right, so... 
Uh, Rey Mysterio is your new United States champion over Samoa Joe in a minute 40. Yeah, I was about to say, that was a short one, too, and that, that senton looked ouch, man. That was short one, and no pun there. So I will <laughs> say <laughs> that yet again a pay-per-view match gets cut short right. because of the uh, health. I mean, did you see his nose, though? That. I think under his eye. Wasn't it under his eye, too? Well, but his nose was definitely visibly off to the side a little bit, but he definitely had some blood coming from the under his eye, too. That that sucks that it goes down like that. I mean, they have a potential to put on this great match, and they tease us with it for about a minute, and then somebody gets hurt and or has gotten hurt, and they got to cut it. And Yeah, that was just super weird. I had Mysterio winning the title, but I'm you not— You did. That's right. I'm not sure like that, and um, unfortunately, whether it was planned or not, Joe's shoulders were up. <laughs> That's true. What was with that, too? Yeah. Like that. The referee also stopped the rope break during the cage match, which yep. we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then also yeah. with uh, Lacey Evans had Becky Lynch pinned for about 10 seconds, and <laughs> the ref just didn't count, and then Becky reversed it into her armbar. But I guess we'll get to that. Um, Miss Holly, do you see Mysterio and Joe continuing with uh, Dominic getting involved? Yes. Okay, I think um, <laughs> I think it will continue, but now apparently Mysterio's hurt again. Yeah, uh, what well, was separated shoulder or something like that? But um, yeah, they're definitely got to continue on at some point. Uh, I guess this could be a good point for Dominic to come in and make his get choked out. Get choked out, get beat down, get another broken nose. Who? Yeah, I was getting start, excited. Start wearing away at his knees, just like his dad. <laughs> oh boy! Do you think he's gonna do the six one nine? I think Cesaro does it better than the uh, Swiss one nine. Yeah, I I was getting excited a few weeks ago when Joe uh, they showed the camera like him walking behind Dominic. Right, right. I was like, oh no. Yeah, he uh, ran behind him and gave Mysterio a message. Yeah, and then it was just him talking to him, Dominic right. standing there like an idiot, and then it ended. And I was just like, oh man, I thought he was just gonna like destroy him. Yeah, they don't want to give the you know he he didn't want to have him beating beating kids down. Maybe that can wait for how old is he? I think he's like 21, but he looks like a tiny little baby. I was going to say, is he still 12? I think. <laughs> right? I mean, he looks like 12, just taller. <laughs> if he's over age, then they got to well, do something there. <laughs> I mean, Eddie's still, you know, flaunting custody, and oh, there's yeah. still that question of whose kid is he really? Still doing that? <laughs> Maybe Joe will bring that up. And start, Maybe. He'll yell Wendy <laughs> Remember again. Remember that? Yeah. He'll, he'll bring up that contract that they fought for at oh, whatever yeah. pay-per-view and be SummerSlam. like, I got it now. SummerSlam 2005. Yeah. That was a rough one. I still remember it. I love that pay-per-view. It was great. Hogan Michaels as the main event. Yep. And actually, I believe it was uh, one of the top five non-WrestleMania biggest buy rates of all time. Oh, wow. So people were excited for Michaels being the little heel there for a month or two. And Hogan obviously always brought it, especially in the ring, I thought. So anyways, we can discuss that another time. Up really? next was, I thought he brought it, I, I was saying in terms of pay-per-view buys. Okay, all right. That, that makes in sense. The ring, I was going to say, unless, in the ring? Unless Michaels really? is flying around, not so much in the ring. But he does what he needs to do. Michaels' back almost broke again <laughs> from carrying Hogan. What can I say, man? Oh, boy. Oh, oh. Shots are coming out. So up next is everyone's favorite feud, Shane McMahon, once oh, again. Good Lord. Defeated the Miz once again. So my little stat of him never winning one-on-one pay-per-view matches is no longer alive after Mania. Now this one too, but inside the steel cage, it was another cheap victory. Shane, you know, he was going to get superplexed, which I thought was a nice shout-out actually to how the Mania match ended. Right. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool on top of the cage. And then Shane slipped through and somehow won while he was laying there. What do you think? Um, 
<laughs> yeah, this this started the downhill to my night as I was watching. I think I actually went up and made some food or did something else during the Miz Shane match. Just caught the end of it there, and I was like, really. Oh, I was also having network issues, too, all oh, night long. Yes. Like, I was texting you about it. I couldn't yeah. get it to fire up. <laughs> and so I had to watch it on my phone for a majority of the, the evening. And then I put oh, it, got it to go on my TV, but I kept the phone thing up just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much Wait, as, thanks, obviously. Thanks, WWE Network. Yeah, thanks, Network. As much as that sucks, I will say that that's, you know, I guess almost one of the good things is you can then bring it on your phone. Yeah, it's that's It's a nice true. backup, but obviously nobody would want to, you know, do that full time. Miss Holly... Shane McMahon, once again, why is he beating The Miz? And I was afraid when Miz went to Raw, he'd do nothing but losing, and he's still doing nothing but losing. Why is he losing to Shane? Why, Holly? Why? Tell us, Holly. Tell us. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Shane just thinks he's the best in the world, so he gets away with it because he's the boss's kid. Wow. Good way to put it. You know, I mean. I think so, but. Privileged. Privileged. Yeah, right? Um, obviously, as we later found out, um, Shane probably won, and it's kind of sort of moving on from Miz, but I guess Miz isn't moving on. You know, Shane is being kept strong because he's facing Roman Reigns now at Super Showdown. Yeah. And we had kind of talked about that, you know, Elias and wasn't really going to do much with Roman, but Shane, they can use the the value and all that. So I'm guessing that's why he's winning. Shane was brought in. You know, to cover up for Cena being injured or whatever back for that Undertaker WrestleMania match. Yes, yes, he was. Are we done? I mean, we have a fat <laughs> roster as it's been it is. Three years. Yeah, it's been three years. The roster is over bloated to the point that people want to leave, and we're still giving time to Shane McMahon. Like there are so many other viable matches that could be had. Why always go back to Shane McMahon? He's because not. Because he's the boss's son, so the boss gives his kids that time. I get it, but there's, there's, I can't Shane... see it being a draw. No, Shane like, Shane had what's... been good about that, coming in for a few matches a year. Right. He had been good about that, so I'm not sure why. I almost want to think it's because Fox probably wants the McMahon drama, but I would hope not. I think Shane now has been on every single pay-per-view this year. I don't know if that's true or not, but it, I mean, he probably has been. I mean, I'm, I'm the biggest Shane fan probably here or anywhere that you'll find online, and even I'm kind of like, all right, he should not be having matches. Every single month, that takes away the special attraction. Exactly. He's not an attraction anymore. You know, Shane or Vince getting in the ring, you know, once a year for a street fight or something, that's great. It's awesome. Right. But, no, not every month, and especially winning. I mean, I hope now Reigns beats him and sends him packing, but I'm guessing that's not going to happen. I highly doubt it. They're going to probably drag this out all the way just to Fox. I hope, yeah, I'm thinking that, but I was going to say SummerSlam, but then Shane won best in the world. He won the tournament, remember, last time yeah. in Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel. So I didn't watch. I, no, yeah, I'm kind of done with the Shane thing, but, you know, I get it. They want, you know, if Miz had just beaten Shane, then Shane Roman would mean less, but I guess that goes back to the Roman thing. So up next is Tony Nese. He retained his Cruiserweight Championship over Davari. Anybody have any thoughts whatsoever on this? I mean, it was a good match. Uh, I didn't honestly, wasn't all that familiar. I mean, I've seen Tony Nese from the uh, uh, Cruiserweight Classic and all that, but other than that, like, Ari Davari never really impressed me. So, no. I don't know. It was just, it was a decent match, I guess, but there was nothing, like, wow about it, really. No, there was nothing, and this actually got on the main main pay-per-view usually right i was i was survived or surprised about that and yeah that's a little uh tidbit i'm not sure if it got reported yet but apparently uh 
I won't say who, but one of the two uh, did not have a good performance, and that was not lost on some people. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> no comment there. Miss Holly, do you have anything to add? Wow. You can't shake your head. You're on audio. You yeah, need to they, say can't, they can't see. <laughs> Can it just be blank and just say no? <laughs> yes, it can, because actually during my column, again, cheap plug 411 Mania, I didn't even say anything about this match. I literally posted it and moved on. So, wow. speaking of moving on, now let's get to some actual discussion. Three straight matches in a row here with Becky Lynch. or I'm sorry, with the women. Becky Lynch first defeated Lacey Evans eight minutes to retain the Raw title. We thought she'd retain. What would you think of the yep. match? I thought it was a good match. Um, I, I, I like the storytelling. Becky Lynch is awesome, of course. thought Lacey Evans looked real strong, you know, as a, a future, you know, heel as she's going to be and, and definitely probably set up another couple of, you know, main spots for her and whatnot. And then, you know, just uh, I, I thought it was really good that, that, that Becky retained. We all thought that was going to happen. Yeah, I like the word you used there. I like the word you used with uh, Lacey Evans by saying future. I think, you know, the time will come, but right now I'm not sure it really makes sense, especially exactly. with Becky, as we've been talking about. Well, probably if she hasn't already officially moved to Raw full-time and just kind of keep her there, forget the wild card rule, whatever, she's going to be back on Raw. That's going to be her spot. Yeah, I think with what happened later in the evening, I think that kind of solidified where yeah, Becky's that, going. Yeah, that needed to happen, and I'm I'm glad Lacey lost because this is like John Cena in 2003 where he had a lot of big matches but lost every single one of them, <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't hurt him at all. It's just somebody getting a shot early. Miss Holly, what did you think of Becky over Lacey keeping the Raw title? I'm glad that she won, and now she can stay on Raw with Seth. Oh, oh boy! Aww. All right, back to the women's. <laughs> <laughs> back to the women's scene at Money if in the Bank. The locker room be a knocking. Don't uh, rocking. Don't yeah. come a knocking. Yeah, I wouldn't interrupt that. Anyways, um, <laughs> then Charlotte came out. Well, of course she did. I mean, the, the announcers were talking about how Becky <clears throat> had the match later, right? So then here comes Charlotte strutting. You know, she was smiling and yeah, she had that. Eating grin all oh. over. You know, she was walking out there, and you knew exactly what was going on. Of course, she's gonna come out there. Yeah. Becky's beat down. It's the closest thing to a money in the bank that she's gonna get. Yep, Charlotte was definitely getting ready back there as Becky was in the ring, and Becky, you know, kind of a little full of herself sometimes, and she's like, "All right, I'll do it right now," and got in but there. Kudos to her for doing it too. She could have, you know, walked away and looked. You know, storyline. Yeah, I think uh, Corey Graves even said that the matches later, she had the right to walk away. Right, yep. But, you know, Charlotte goaded her in, which, you know, their rivalry and stuff. And that plays into Becky's character, you know. She's headstrong. Becky Becky two belts. Yep. Well, not anymore. No, No. because six minutes later, thanks to a woman's right from Lacey Evans, Charlotte defeated Becky Lynch. It was nice that there's that little asterisk, too, because it still keeps Becky strong. Keeps her strong. Charlotte gets, I believe, her ninth. Ninth championship. You know is that is that a record or is I she mean, tied? I don't know what Trish is at or but I would. I thought I think Trish is it, that would be the one that she beats for the record. I think she was at nine. Yeah. Well, if it's tied or not, it's going to be shattered in a Shortly. year, a month, yeah. or two, or three months, <laughs> or tomorrow. <laughs> you know, the the old joke used to be that the person that was going to beat Ric Flair's sixteen titles wasn't John Cena. It was going to be Charlotte Flair. Ooh. So she's already at nine, and it's been what four or five years. I mean, now? that would be a good story, you know, down the line. Yeah, that would be a good story because I don't know if Cena really even wants it or cares nah, for Cena's, it. I think Cena's out of the title picture. I know Triple H and Orton um, basically respect Flair too much to pass him. Right. They're not going to. Right. 
And Cena, I mean, doesn't it feel a little weird he's tied, though? It's a, it, You know, because every time he comes out, if the title is somewhere around you, like, hmm, could he, could he? Yeah. But I think, you know, and maybe with the recent health things, they might preserve that and leave that for yeah, Nate. Yeah, I'm s- still not uh, completely... Woo. I'm not sure if he... I don't know. Part of me thinks he will break it at some point. You know, almost like The Rock coming back years later and winning the title. Maybe one. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, something a tells me. Thing. And if Fox, again, I know we talk about Fox a lot, but if Fox says, hey, we want Cena to be on and as champion, even for a month, you know, whatever, during, you know, football playoffs. Or talk some, to Hollywood. Talk to, <laughs> yeah, get them to clear it. Um, so Charlotte won the title, beat down Becky, Lacey Evans joined in, blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows what happened. Bailey came out, crowd went nuts. Even the score, and then she stared at the briefcase. And yep, and you know, there's always that that will she, won't she, anticipation that yep. you hate so much, but you hope goes on forever. Yes, that little moment <laughs> yep. always. And goody two shoes, Bailey. It's as, like, she, as soon as she smacked that briefcase, I was like, all right, it's yep. on, it's on. She Here we go. Yelling right now. Yep. And went top rope, elbow. Twenty seconds later, Bailey. Kudos to the Macho Man. Macho Man, there. Shout out and. New champ. New Bailey. champion. Nicely done. I think it was well done. I think that in, in Bailey winning, I think that kind of, if nothing else, puts the Charlotte Becky thing off to the side for a minute or two. Finally. So now Becky can go back to Raw and be like, All right, you know, you hit me, you cost me my SmackDown title Ace. Yeah. We're gonna go at this one more time. Yeah, I liked it. I wrote about this in my column again, another cheap plug, that's three plugs in a row. But I wrote about it. You know, it's kind of a complicated situation. They had the money in the bank briefcase. They had to keep Lacey strong. They had to continue the Becky thing on Raw. They had to give Charlotte something to do. They had like four or five things here, and I think they accomplished all of them. You know, Absolutely. now Becky can go feud. Lacey Evans has her deal going because she had the pin on Becky, but the ref didn't count for whatever reason. And then they can continue that. Charlotte needed something to do. I know Charlotte gets a lot of hate, but she can't do nothing. She's obviously right. a big star. She's in the all the way up there. Yeah, so she had to do something. She had to get the title. SmackDown had to get the title. They had the briefcase to use. Bailey needed to be reheated up. We right. used about that again. I like the word you use. I think you said it last week. She needed an edge to her. Absolutely, yeah. And they accomplished all of that in like 10 minutes, so it was perfect. Yeah, it was nice, compact storytelling. Uh, I, th- I think it was done well. That th- and again, it just proves that the best thing going on WWE overall right now is the women, and they carry the show 100%. I agree with that definitely. Make up Miss... for that lackluster garbage that comes up later. Oh, we're almost there. Uh, Miss Holly Bailey. Garbage. I believe she was your number one of your 400 picks you had. Last. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what did you think of Bailey as the new SmackDown Women's Champion? Well, I definitely think that a change needed to come instead of it being always Charlotte and Becky or Yeah. Lacey. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so you're kind of into the whole Sasha Banks thing. Do you think this had anything to do with Sasha Banks being gone that now, hey, Bailey, forget the tag team, she's the women's champ. Yeah. I think that once Bailey left or Sasha. <laughs> Sasha left, it made Bailey a little more like Okay, I'm going to SmackDown. Now I can venture off instead of being in the shadow of Sasha because Sasha was so high up in there that Bailey needed her own light. Mama needs to get paid. Yeah, that's what that is. Mama needs a, <laughs> Mama, needs a <laughs> Mama needs a job. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad Bailey's a champion. I'm. Um, uh, we'll get to this a little bit, but 
you know, I always like the idea of a briefcase being out there, but it seems like both are going to be used already. You know? Second time in a row. Women did it. Yeah, Women Alexa did it two Bliss, years right away. That was definitely surprising, but I think it was the right move. We had talked about this. Bailey needed something to show on SmackDown now that she's on her own. Absolutely. So they tied up all the loose ends. Everything's great now. I like it. Do you think we are now going to get a Raw Women's Champion versus SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Becky? No, I think they're going to keep them separated for a while. They're going to play up the brand split in the Survivor Series for at least another year, as long as Fox is in the picture. Yeah, can you imagine if Becky's still the champ at Survivor Series and Charlotte's a SmackDown and then those two uh, face again? Again? Yeah, that's a little a little much for so, them. But I do think that it's going to be Bailey and Becky, if anything, if it comes down to that. That would be pretty killer. I did see the website tease Becky versus Bailey because they tagged up and then they kind of did the little stare-down moment with the titles. And I noticed... Becky, whether it was accidental or not, had grabbed both titles again. Oh. Still thinking she's Becky two right, belts. Right, right. So whether that was a little tease or just Becky accidentally being like, oh, yeah, that's right. Whoops, I lost And now it. she's also, Bailey's also the first Grand Slam yes. woman because she's Tag champ. held it all. Yeah, I don't think the Iconics are going to win any single gold for a while. They're still yeah. losing non-title match to <laughs> Kabuki, Kabuki. Or experience warrior or thing. Warrior. Whatever warrior. they're called. Uh, <laughs> Something. Asuka. I don't Asuka. know how to. Yeah, Asuka <laughs> and Zyri Kane. I don't know how to pronounce their names. I'm trying. Kyrie Sane. I like Zyri Kane, the mayor of yeah. Knox, <laughs> Knox County. All right, we're going to move on from that in a hurry. Right. So <laughs> up next, Roman Rangers shown back in the backstage area walking to the ring. Elias attacked him with a Gets guitar. Whacked with a guitar. Came out, sang his little thing. Every and, time Elias does that, my heart breaks. It's that oh, poor guitar, man. That poor guitar. guitar. Hey, it I wonder how expensive that gets after a while. Right? Well, you know, I mean, because I'll bet you that they probably get a deal, you know, because it does say Fender on there. So, I mean, Fender's getting a little bit of advertisement. So, I'll yeah. bet you they got something worth it. Hey, out. as long as it wasn't the WWF guitar from Man Oh, that Rock. would be so sad. Oh, do you remember, though? Do you remember, though, like how, how taboo and like horrible is it to burn books? Uh, it's the same thing for guitars. I mean, you, you can't do that, Sacrilege. Man. It's like, Sacrilege. It's horrible. You're going to hell. Oh, wow. That's where he's going. Oh, poor, poor Elias. Well, <laughs> oh, well, he pretty much did because Roman Reigns then came out and beat him in 10 and seconds. took him down. Nice. Bye-bye. I'm, um, I'm not. Hey, but we got a whole song out of him. Hey, he finally sang. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. Nobody interrupted him. Nobody interrupted him. Yeah, not That's even. what he has to do. And he played an electric, yes. which was impressive. Yeah. I liked it. I'm very similar. I don't to that think one. any of us necessarily were like looking forward to a full Roman Reigns versus Elias match. So no. I'm glad they did this. Yeah, I think it was well done. I think it, I think it suits where Roman is too, because like he still has a major spot on the card and he's a big draw, but he doesn't have to be in the title picture. So I think that works yeah, out. Yeah, well and uh, quick pop quiz. Uh-oh. Speaking of not being in the title picture, do you remember what Roman Reigns did at last year's Money in the Bank? No. He fought Jinder Mahal. Oh my! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah, the Chicago crowd love that. <laughs> so we're gonna move Chicago. on to maybe match of the night or maybe match of the year. Seth Rollins defeated AJ Styles to keep the Universal Championship. Killer, killer yes. match. Those guys. Yes. Uh, I expected. I had high expectations for that one, and they met every single one of them. Absolutely. Yeah, I think sometimes it's unfair to have high expectations, but I think Absolutely. in some cases. 
you know, these two should have delivered a class. Right. I mean, that they have the history. They they both have the experience, the move set, the skill set. You could see the blending of the styles. It was just a, no pun intended. Um, no, it was just a, a match that had star quality written all over it, and uh, I think they delivered. Yeah, and I like that the Bailey Cashin happened, and then the Roman Reigns was pretty much the breather for the crowd. Right, right. And then, boom, came right back. So we talked about, like, a bathroom break kind of thing. That kind of then got everyone ready. And I think the crowd, I think it was Hartford, Connecticut, they were more than ready for Rollins and Styles. They didn't let up. They didn't, like, you know, relax or get quiet or anything. Yeah. They were ready for the match, and they delivered, and then the fans were with them 100%. Miss Holly, I know you suddenly have a crush on Seth Rollins and Uh Becky Lynch being a couple. Uh Uh-oh. I know you love them. So what do you think of Rollins still Universal Champ? Um, I'm glad that he won, and I definitely agree. They, they, that was one of the, the better matches of the night because they kind of meshed very well, and I loved the way that AJ Styles was very, you know, respectful, cordial after. at the yeah, end. Yeah, there right. you go. Yeah, and even the next night he didn't deny. He said, "Yeah, I lost." Yep. But he said, "I know I can beat him, and next time I will." So that plants a little sets seeds. it up for another one. I like that reverse Falcon Arrow that. Uh, uh, Seth planted when he came off the top. I thought that was really cool, like yeah, blending of the moves. That's one of the moves I always kind of hold my breath on. Right. Honestly. I think Devon kind of did it, but a little variation of it. He always used to do that, so that's one of those moves. It's just the whole the whole thing with the neck always kind of right. gets me. Anything neck style, and then you know you get the styles clash, and if you know they had not... a lot of cool reversals. Yeah, I would say probably match of the night as great as the two ladder matches were. But again, mm. we'll get to that main event in a little bit. Yeah. Now, um, I don't want to say a downturn, but up next, Kofi Kingston defeated Kevin Owens to remain WWE champion. Steve, again, I thought it was a great match. I I, I like those two. I thought they put on another. I mean, I think the crowd might have been a little burned out from Styles and and Rollins doing their thing, but. Uh, it was good to see Kofi retain. I think he's he's definitely earned to yeah, have that for a little while. I think Seth Rollins' burn it down phrase was a little too literal with the crowd <laughs> because right. they were burned. Yeah. And, you know, that was one of my points I was going to make. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think I don't want to blame the placement of the card, but I don't know how many people really bought into the Owens actually winning the title. I know Miss Holly picked them. Right. She, she immediately regretted that. She told me. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like halfway through the match, I'm like, Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it never yeah. felt like it. You know, Big E was going to be back soon, so there there was too much going on with that. Owens honestly never really stood a chance. And even on SmackDown, we saw the follow-up where he just kind of walked off the stage, but I guess that's because he won't be at the next pay-per-view. But, you know, it just never really felt – I don't want to say it didn't feel like a WWE championship match, but, you know, I'm going to put a little pin on this match, maybe just something to watch for with Kofi with the title. So we can kind of discuss that at a later date, but I'm not totally lost on the crowd not being there for this match. But they were there for the next match, mm. the main event. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to Holly first. Yeah. So I think Mr. Steve has a rant ready. Oh. But after everyone busts their butt, everyone does amazing moves. <laughs> Poor Finn Balor. Ricochet being awesome. How many times (laughs) can you bounce a Finn Balor off of a ladder? Just curious. The Andrade Sunset Power Oh, my God. Just every time he got up, he got slammed back down through a ladder. Yeah, I think even the ladder was like sideways at one point. (laughs) And he slammed him on the side of the ladder. And then Ricochet breaking a ladder. Yeah, yeah. Drew threw him through a ladder. Right through it. 
Jesus. Um, so after everything, and I thought Ali did amazing, who I keep kind of defending and pumping up, that there's something there with him. That dude is awesome. I'll give you that. That guy has an amazing skill set. Yeah, I mean, we talked about before him getting basically replaced before Mania. He right. got the call-up from 205 Live. It turned into a one-night deal, turned into full-time. And everything like that happened, and he's still going out there. He's still delivering. I don't care if his first name is gone. I don't care about that kind of stuff. It's just The man makes stuff. the name. It's the man. Who cares? It's the talent in the ring. Who cares what is if it's Mustafa Ali or Ali? But whatever. Long story short, Ali was about to grab the briefcase. Was about to. Until we found out who attacked Sami Zayn backstage to take his spot. It wasn't Braun. Nope. It was Brock Lesnar. And before destroying a cameraman and Ali's face, Brock Lesnar climbed up the ladder very slowly and is your new Mr. Money in the Bank. Steve, I'll give you a few more seconds. Miss Holly, I was certainly surprised. I know you were with there watching me with it. I was shocked. I was surprised. I love being surprised. I love being shocked as much as it's great to kind of predict things or know things in advance. Oh, really now? It was excellent to be surprised. <laughs> so, Miss Holly. She's going to keep that in mind. Well, you like being surprised. Oh, no, yeah. Remember Brock Lesnar? <laughs> oh. No, it's because she likes trying to plan surprises for me, and I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> do That's it. why. I was do talking it. about the show, not that. <laughs> so don't get any ideas. Oh, really but now? <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Mr. Money in the Bank, what do you think? Well, he was definitely a shock to me as well because... Um, he wasn't in the match? <laughs> no, like he just kind of like threw us all for a loop and we kind of all know who he's going after. Yeah, I mean, it was confirmed later in the week. Um, but we kind of knew it from the start that he was going straight for Seth Rollins. Yeah, Kofi's now tied up doing his thing with the awesome Dolph Ziggler return. I love that, but I don't know if we're going to discuss that, but I loved it. But those two now are locked up because, honestly, so many people are leaving for Super Showdown that he kind of needed something to do. So Rollins is now wide open, and Brock said he'll decide next week on Raw. I feel that might be another tease, but that'd kind of suck if both briefcases are gone. But I'm rambling here, so Steve, I'm just kind of going to give you the floor here. I know you love Brock Lesnar, so go ahead and state your piece. Screw Brock Lesnar. I, yes. <laughs> I can't stand him. I that Every time he is on TV, it's like a slap in the face. When they gave him the title after Roman went down with leukemia, that was like a slap in the face. The whole Brock Lesnar, because ratings are low, we got to get Brock Lesnar. Screw Brock Lesnar. I did not watch any WWE programming whatsoever this past week. I am razor thin about to to cancel my network subscription. I'm just done. I it it aggravated me so much that I actually went downstairs on Monday and would have much rather played my guitar and watch office reruns than to worry about Brock Lesnar and his stupid briefcase. Just, I'm done. I'm done. And I have no desire to sit and watch that part-time, doesn't give a crap about anybody but himself type of talent, if you can even call it that. And just, he's going to come in, he's going to have the exact same match that he always has. A bunch of suplexes, throw a dude around, and pin him. And I'm a big bad monster because I keep getting tested positive for drugs in the UFC. So I'm going to go to WWE where they amend their little policy so I can get by and still make $12 million. Go home to Sable and yada, yada, yada. So screw Brock Lesnar, I'm done. There's my rant. All right, so you like the ending of the match. 
<laughs> Not even going to dignify that with a response. I turned the TV <laughs> off and I went to bed. All right. So I liked it. I will now defend Brock Lesnar for a sec. Feel free to jump in. I'm going to mute your mic right now. <laughs> Three, oh, two, one. <laughs> All right. Well, here's kind of the deal. If Brock Lesnar is not officially returning to UFC, which we, you know, that's the story now. He's not for whatever reason. I'm sure you can, you know, make your own assumptions of I'm why. Just, I'm just going to be a good little boy because my mama told me if I can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. So True that. You go, you go right on. <laughs> All right, so I will say in a small defense, if he wasn't doing UFC, he was already advertised for Super Showdown, so he was already going to be back. Now, nobody predicted this, obviously, and to take away from whoever's moment, if you want to say that, but he was coming back regardless. We already knew he was coming back, correct? Yeah, we knew it, but why, I mean, after such a great match with such high spots and such amazing talent being showcased, a lot of great guys. why blow it? You know, and and then you like you said, you don't like having a briefcase not being out there after it's been won. You know, you like to see a briefcase run around because there's always that in the corner of your mind. Yeah. So why blow it right away on such a piece of garbage like Brock Lesnar? <laughs> I know, I know, you've been called garbage before. Blah blah blah. I'm not lumping you in the same thing because I respect you. Brock Lesnar could go fall off the face of the earth for all I care. He can go fight a cactus, right? <laughs> he can go bury his head in the moon. <laughs> shoot him into space with no astronaut hey, suit. Hey, he does the shooting star press so well, remember? so He can do that again, and this time land on his head. Whoa, oh boy, we're wishing harm okay, on him now. I know, I not, know. Let's I not start doing that now. Okay, all right, I take that one back. All right, well, I will <sighs> say... <laughs> Darn human souls and ethics and crap. I will say... Screw you, Brock Lesnar. Um, I will, I'm kind of more curious. I'd like to kind of figure out a little bit more... Because there was a story that Ali was told he was going to win earlier in the day. And then there was a story that, no, he was told when you get up to the top, quote-unquote, somebody is going to interfere. They, everyone in the match, was apparently assuming it would be Braun. Right. So, But they weren't told because obviously that's to keep the surprise because right. Brock apparently is always hidden backstage. And, you know, it's always a hush-hush deal with Brock. But then again, Heyman the next night came out and mocked that. Like, how the heck do you sneak Brock Lesnar in a building? Like, somebody's going to see him. So I'm not sure about that part. And then apparently the last part of the report. Egotistical, don't you think? Think everybody's looking for him? No, he's an idiot. Screw him. I know, you know, Dudley's and everyone's kind of kept hidden. So, you know, regardless of who's returning, I do like the idea of keeping him hidden. Right. So I will say the last part of the report said, no, Ali specifically was told it's going to be Brock at the end coming out. So. I heard Ali was the only one who knew and Ever. that he found out as he was going out. Yeah. I, I heard that the rest of the field had been told that McIntyre was going to win. Ooh, That's what I had read. I wonder how McIntyre feels about that. Again, but, great talent. Screw him. It's kind of like the Rumble. Lesner. Yeah, give it to Lesnar. I mm. like. It's kind of like the Rumble where, you know, if you're eliminated 1 through 20, right. I mean, honestly, you, I don't want to say you don't have a right, but... You're not involved with the finish, so yeah. you don't need to be told what to do. Exactly. Do your thing and be eliminated at 20, yeah, know your know your spots and, and yeah, so listen to the refs. If it was just going to be Ali and Brock interacting, then I understand why it was only Ali. But, you know, that makes it, I guess, a little bit better. And I will say Brock was on Raw, and if he's going to be on next week, that's somewhat regular. Again, no UFC, so there's no need to keep him healthy. So I will say that's two weeks in a row. 
And then after that, the next Friday is Super Showdown, which I don't think he's going to beat Rollins, so everyone's scared he's going to get the title again and hold it hostage. No. So that's somewhat of a regular schedule because that's the big knock on him. So what do you say about if he did return somewhat regularly? I'm not going to know. I'm going to be down here. I got a tune. <laughs> I got a I got a song working in my brain. A friend of mine and I were talking about an old, redoing an old song that we used to do way, way back. So I think at least this week I'm going to be down here. I'm not watching it. Screw Brock Lesnar. I, I have WWE's not getting my ratings for a while now. I, I've been disillusioned for a little bit ever since WrestleMania. They kind of tanked with the superstar shakeup and all that stuff. Wild card rule. Wild card rule was garbage. Uh, and just, I'm, yeah. I, I need a break. I need a break. And another defense, I know you don't want to hear anymore, but think of his last few matches. Daniel Bryan, awesome. AJ Styles, awesome. Finn Balor, awesome. Rollins, even though it wasn't you know kind of a match at Mania, but awesome. And now if they have time at Super Showdown, I'm sure it'll be awesome. So Brock is delivering out there. Is he, or is he just being carried by the wealth of talent that he's stepping on every time he walks well, into the place? Here's a well. I've always told it takes two to tangle, so I never really. I mean, I get it. Some yeah, people like um, Becky obviously. Helped I can place. refute that with three words, two words: great Kali. Hey, <laughs> Kali versus Cena at I believe Judgment Day was a great match in 2007. The well, crowd was rabid hot for whatever reason. They were nuts for every move. Right. Well, I mean, and Triple H and him had great matches because of the veteran talent he was in there with. And I'll also, I guess, mention <clears throat> Becky Lynch and Alicia Fox had a classic a few weeks ago. <laughs> they had a great match. Again, carried by the wealth of talent. So, I mean... I think Rollins and Lesnar could actually do something. And, I mean, if it takes, you know, say, Carrie, I mean, if I get in there with Rollins, I mean, it's not probably going to be so good. So Rollins could have a match with a spaghetti noodle and make it look good. <laughs> right, me. So I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, they say a bruise. I'd, I'd actually pay to see that. I'm not sure I would. That'd be <laughs> in a... fact, I would pay. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Hey, let's make this happen. If, <laughs> hey, if I will rape... stay as far away from that match. <laughs> Who would you bring, Crazy Case or Fusion? I was going to say, whoever, <laughs> whoever, if Saudi Arabia wants to pay me, hey, it can buy me off. I have no shame there. So um, any closing thoughts on Money in the Bank, Holly? Uh, No. Okay, Mr. Steve. I think I've made my point uh, painfully clear. <laughs> yeah, we're going to... Screw Brock Lesnar. That's all I'm saying. All there right, well, screw Brock Lesnar, <laughs> but first we do need to get some plugs in. We can't forget about that. You are listening to the 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast on the one and only 411 Podcasting Network. You know where to find us. Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, 411mania.com, the website, all those great places. Subscribe, rate. Review. Five stars. You know all about it. Steve Matson, The Resident Complex. The Resident Complex. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play. Anywhere you can buy digital music, you can find our debut album, North Avenue, out now for your listening pleasure. Go check it out. Miss Holly, before getting on to our next topic, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Hi. <laughs> I will say Holly is a always a great topic of discussion in my 411mania.com columns. The, <laughs> The readers and listeners love you. So Aww. you got a yes. fan base. Or or I'm his right hand usually. Well, that's a different topic for a different night. But <laughs> I will whole say, another podcast. Hold it. This is PG here. So I will say, continuing with the disillusioned uh word that you used, um the following night Mick Foley came out and introduced a brand new title. Yeah, I read about it. 
Uh, that is true. It looked kind of silly, but I think a lot of people were getting their hopes up for the hardcore title. The way yep. Mick Foley was name dropping twenty four seven and doing the little wink and kind of getting everyone excited, and then he pulled out this uh, the green was that even a title belt? It looked like a toy. It, it looked like a toy, didn't it? It looked like the what Braun one that we've never oh, seen again. Yeah, the greatest Royal Rumble title. Yeah, something like that. It was that color, but anyways, um, yeah, I think we can all agree the design looked pretty terrible in the big 24-7 just I don't know they couldn't have well, spent a lot of time from from what I read is that it was not Vince's idea uh, apparently USA has been begging for months now about the declining ratings and they want to do something and they keep submitting ideas and from what I read insider people were saying that most of the ideas that were submitted were horrible <laughs> Uh, well, so this Vince <laughs> knew he had to use one of them, and yeah. this was like the the you know you take a pile of turds, you find the <laughs> shiniest one, and yeah, hope it works. I forgot the stat; it's something like ninety five or like ninety seven percent of Raws since July two thousand twelve when they went to three hours, the third hour had dropped. So right, ninety five, ninety seven percent. That's ridiculous. So that basically means of the fifty two during a year maybe one wouldn't have dropped in the third hour. Right, and that third hour was what they were really banking on because when Austin and Rock were in, that was like one of their biggest rated hours. Yeah, the third hour it used to be two hours, but right. yeah, the overrun two hours, which they also lost the overrun, those used to be the highest because not only did you know it'd be a main event, a brawl, right. something big, something a major was going to happen. JR screaming about something, <laughs> but people forget about this, God, but I then it JR. would be, <laughs> well, you'll see him Saturday night. I will. But it would also then be people forget about this, but then people tuning in for the show after, and then you'd have the overrun on, so then right. those viewers are also turning on USA. Right, they get a little snippet off of that, too. So, you know, whatever show was on at 10, whether it was CSI or NCIS or whatever Modern crime Family. Show, Modern Family, whatever show they had, those viewers then also added on to the Raw overrun. Right. So that's why it was just always the biggest and best. But they don't. So Mick Foley mentioned that this could only be, you know, the third hour. But then, of course, our truth brought it to SmackDown and, and it's defended everywhere. Rockstar Spud, who's now Drake Maverick, is driving around and <laughs> I think doing some pretty funny skits. So I'll give him that. He's leaving like wanted posters on everyone's car. I did, see, I did catch a couple of snippets on the Internet. So, of that. you know, he's making it something. But basically, it's a hardcore title without hardcore 24 right. 7. You can defend it anywhere, whether you're on the golf course. Because you can't be hardcore in the PG era. Eh, certain extent. <laughs> but yeah, you can defend it at a golf course, backstage, whether you're sleeping in bed somewhere, as long as you have a referee with you, which. Yeah. Don't these refs have a live? They get dragged you, around by guys. You know, but they're not employees. Or are the refs employees? Oh, boy. Well, oh, we're not we going to go. touch oh, on gray that. gray area. But <laughs> Titus O'Neil was the inaugural <laughs> champion. So for everyone looking for a stat, <laughs> Titus O'Neil was the first 24-7 champ for about 10 seconds. 10 seconds, yeah. Mr. Robert Rude mustache. Robert Rude. He won it, and then, of course, he ran around. A bunch of goons chased after him, and then our truth <laughs> protected him in the car, and nope. Fake out because he rolled him up and then left. And as he was leaving, our truth because you know he's a goof said he was going to bring the European European title. I read that. Yeah, good Europe, for him. Uh, European title, still funny. I find his stuff. I know it's still it's silly humor, but I still laugh when our truth says stupid stuff. I or, love it. I love it when he shows up on the wrong show or something. Oh, or, 
Or this the, one's on me. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Royal Rumble, he came up and gr- climbed a ladder. And then, <laughs> right. Whoops. Oh, nothing was up there. Yeah, um, our so, truth is great. Our truth, Vince, I know, loves him. That's why he's. Oh, really? Yeah, Vince is a big fan of him and that. Good. That humor, whatever you want to call Dude, he, it. Dude, he's earned that. I mean, he's been in the business for so long. He deserves a, a nice spot. And that, that's why our truth is kind of allowed to kind of go out and do his own thing. <laughs> be our truth. Be our truth, pretty much. Do the album. And Vince does. He's really got a killer rap style. Does he? I, I I've heard like the way that he projects his voice on some of his songs. He's got a pretty like killer voice for for rapping. Yeah. So him and Vince are close. That's why he's a hundred years old and he still on the, the lab. He should come to the lab. Bring him in. So then, um, he's <laughs> bring the title with. Bring, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I was a ref once. I was gonna say, do we know any referees here? I don't know. So, um, I'm glad he's the champ. Vince loves him, but I'm not sure I entirely trust Carmella. Well, who would? Whoa, Staten Island. You know, I mean. Hey, Corey Graves might hear that. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, buddy, but I'm. I highly doubt anybody of note really listens to. I think he also has I been say. like. Um, I think he's quit like social media like ten times, <laughs> and then always comes back. And even now, Renee Young had kind of said she's done with it. Yeah. She's well, I mean, it's really the internet is a terrible place. My my feeling is, um, my feeling is almost Renee Young knows. John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, is right. ready to do something, and she doesn't want to be online at that time. Right, because that's all they're going to be asking. Right, so she may already have planted the seeds for her being the, you know, far away from social media, right? not wanting to deal with any of that. But I will defend the 24-7 title in a little bit, but Holly, what are your thoughts on it? Oh. <sighs> <laughs> um, it is kind of ridiculous because y- – how are you going to be able to defend it 24-7? Right. Well, you can't. That's kind of the point is there's just no way. You just never know. That's the whole – it's unpredictability that yeah, they're hoping the to keep you watching. But which... then you, like, not get any sleep. You're not getting your training oh, that done. Was, when they did this originally with the hardcore title, that was the big thing was that he comes out to the ring. He's like, I can't do this. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, and I think it was Gerald Briscoe who – Beat him. <laughs> Crash Holly was taking a nap in back, and then Gerald Briscoe came up and put a finger on his right, chest, and yes. the ref was, one, two, three. And then Briscoe won the title, and then silently was throwing his arms in the air not to. Didn't, didn't Pat Patterson do a run-in then? I think they had an <laughs> evening gown feud at King of the Ring for the hardcore title. That's right. You know, everyone loves the attitude era. That's yeah. what you got. But anyways, then as Briscoe and when Briscoe and the ref were leaving, they, like, tripped over something, made noise. Then Crash Holly got up and was like, wait, what, what, what? And then the chase was on and, you know, that silly nonsense. But and then the headbangers chased uh, Crash Holly through a uh, fun park. Oh, yeah, the mosh pit. <laughs> Into the ball pit. <laughs> yeah, I liked a little play on the mosh pit ball, ball pit. pit. That was good. So, uh, you know, that stuff can be fun. But here's my defense of it. Yeah, the title design sucks. So if you want to say it looks horrible, it looks horrible. No defense there. Which is funny because, like, the North American title is similar, but that just looks so much better. Well, it's NXT. Anything, yeah, NXT. anything NXT does is better. And, yeah, again, I mean, not to defend it, but... Uh, the hardcore title looked like garbage, but it was supposed to look like <laughs> right? garbage. It was supposed to kind of be hardcore. Though. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> I think this is a, kind of supposed to be legitimate title, but I'm not entirely sure. But here's my small defense. Um, you know, as we already mentioned, Titus O'Neil, Robert Roode, Drake Maverick, EC3 got on. I've been looking for him. So all these guys now are doing something. Even Carmella, she's probably not going to be in the title picture. So what is she going to do? Well, now she has something to do. Our truth 
in, in, in extremely sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. Incredibly talented, great guy, everything, but he wasn't doing anything. Right, right. He was doing absolutely nothing. Well, now he's got this title, and guess what? It probably means 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes of you know, TV time. So all these guys that we keep asking, where's this guy? I don't really care for the B team, but they were on. So it's like, here's these guys. They're finally doing something. And, yeah, the title is a joke or not a joke. But to them, it's not a joke because it means TV time. It means another payday. It right. means all these things. So it may be a joke on the outside. But to them, I'm sure, I almost guarantee right now they're all submitting ideas. They're all saying, hey, let's do this. Hey, can I do this? And Drake Maverick's already running with it, which I love. Right. Yeah. I mean, it gives it gives a spotlight. It is an interesting concept. It's just a matter of how they execute it. Yeah, the Are un- they going to bungle it like they do everything else? Yeah, I mean, I could argue it was bungled five seconds after Foley's <laughs> promo and the crowd completely took a dump on it. But, you know, the unpredictability factor, like we mentioned, the third hour, it's just ridiculous. It didn't matter who was in the main event. People were tuning out for the final hour. And, you know, I'm... I'm no, I don't know if it's been reported. Like me, I always fall asleep. Well, <laughs> well, right, and this goes back to the three-hour show. I mean, even any sporting event, three you know, once it kind of gets to three hours in the ninth inning of a game, whether it goes to extras or not, people get tired. People leave. Yeah, people head out. It's like no Beat the traffic. Yeah, you know, I invested three hours into this, and if it's going to extra innings, it's like not going to happen. So, right. Um, yeah, I was going to say I don't think it's been reported, but something tells me this may be a Bruce Pritchard idea, but I will wait on that. So. Any closing thoughts on the 24-7 title? Good luck. Good you know? luck working it. And yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel bad Mick Foley um, kind of died a horrible death out there. And Aren't you a Mick Foley hater? Me? I'm a big Mick Foley fan. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, actually I was called that in uh, my column a few weeks ago uh, because I said after Stone Cold won the title in 1998, I said he went from Mike Tyson, WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels, McMahon, to Dude Love. (laughs) And everyone kind of was like, how dare you? It was a great feud, and Mick Foley's a legend. And I'm like, I said, first of all, almost all my memorabilia and signed stuff as a kid, it's Mick Foley. Okay. I said, growing up, everything I ever have as a fan and all that is Mick Foley. Instead of Dixie Carter, one of the few people that I still go out to representative for an interview right. is Mick Foley. Oh, so all these things about it, and yes, I was, I was, well, I got a maybe once, and then that was dumped on. But <laughs> it was, it was, I think, um, right before he went to TNA, they said, um, well, we need, we'll, we'll talk about it after this date, right? And I think it was right after his either non-compete or something. And then that was pretty much him telling me he's going to TNA. Yeah. So yeah. that was like a month or two before. So Aww. it was kind of a shock when he left the commentary booth to go there. But I'd already kind of had that little. Well, I will never make that mistake again. <laughs> I don't. I thought. I thought I saw you like dumping on him for something or other. Maybe it was no, his it, charity thing no, or something like that. No. And well, you mentioned it. <clears throat> not. I don't like the Sako thing. Or I don't like to is. talk about it, but. One of his charities is one of the ones I donate to. Oh, okay. So one of <laughs> I think I the guess thing I'm you're just lost. I think the one criticism I had of him recently was when he came out for the cruiserweights. Right. When they debuted on Raw, he literally Oh yeah, that's right. He had the cue card and basically was like, and up next and then he'd introduce them one by one. And this was the big introduction of the cruiserweights to Raw in two thousand sixteen. I think after the Cruiserweight Classic. Right. It's the show that TJ Perkins wasn't even on, the new yeah, champ, you know. The new champ, right. Whatever sense that made. And Mick Foley basically came out with a cue card, unenthusiastic. He was, I think, the raw general manager at the time. I think he was something. 
And it was just like the worst way possible to introduce the cruiserweights. And all of them just kind of came out one by one and like waved. And it was like, this is oh, the yeah. introduction. Yeah, I remember that now. It was, yeah, it was, it was lackluster. And then I think the they changed the ropes for it. Yes, they always were changing the ropes. They slowly, now the cruiserweights obviously are on their own show and they've right. kind of got it revamped a little bit. But that was my criticism of Foley. But I was saying that promo was on him. This one was not. This was just the 24 7. You know, that wasn't his fault. Foley later on said, you know, he could have said no to coming in, but right. he thinks it'll catch on. And I'm not sure if it will or not, but we talked about this before. I mean, the Universal title got dumped on when it was red and when reviewed. it first came out. Yeah. So, you know what? Let's just give this a chance. I know people don't like to hear give it a chance, but initially I get it. But it gets all these guys some screen time. So it works for me. Yeah, let's give it a shot. You know, or you guys can. I'll, I'll watch. It. I'll, I'll catch. I'll read about it. Speaking of giving a shot, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday night, AEW. Here they go. They're kicking it off and they're going strong. Here we go. I'm not going to run down the full card because, if I'm honest, I don't really know it or care to Google it or anything. But yeah, I I know enough about a few matches. We know that Jericho and Omega are the headliner. I was going to and... say Jericho Omega. And this little stipulation was added. Yep, I heard about that. Okay, the winner of this and the winner of the Battle Royal earlier will face for the AEW Championship probably in a few months. Yeah, at a later date. So who do you think will win, Omega or Jericho? You know, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to say Omega because I am a huge Kenny Omega fan. Every match, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of Kenny Omega's work, but every single match or highlight that I catch. That dude is just an insane worker. I just I'm compelled just even the few minutes I get to watch him. Okay, my totally uninformed opinion meaning nothing of AEW. Um I was going to say Jericho would. I could see them giving it to Jericho just for like the star power type thing, but I think if you want to establish that legacy and we all knew that Kenny Omega was going to be like AEW's golden boy for at least the beginning. I mean, when they brought him in the way they brought him in they, you know, we all knew he was going after the Japan contract and all that stuff. So I think that uh, Kenny is going to be the inaugural champion. Yeah, here is you kind of mentioned it, but here's why I'm going to go with Jericho. Um, I believe Kenny Omega won their first match, correct? New Japan, I believe um, it was last January. I was could it, be wasn't it on the cruise? I could be wrong about. No, that was like a six man tag or something, but. I think it was whatever the New Japan show is in January each year. Yeah, Wrestle G1. Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. I believe Kenny Omega won. It was like a street fight type thing. They brawled everywhere. Okay. And um, if they're going to continue it, that would tell me then Jericho is going to win the next one, you know, right. to keep it even. 50-50. Yeah, which, you know. But I think in starting off this new promotion and, you know, you're 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 looking to establish a high-level champion for your first guy and give it a legacy and something to start off strong i think kenny's the way to go he's going to be the guy for that for that him it's going to be omega and kenny Ro- or uh, cody Rhodes going down the line or cody or whatever you want to call it those are going to be the two bright stars in that company for at least a year yeah i was going to say the other reason that i will say jericho is you know the star power and right. obviously no disrespect or anything kenny omega but you know, Jericho is obviously the the bigger name. People know him. In the States, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah and obviously going back to Turner and all that whole big thing coming up, that would kind of... <laughs> you think that'd be a little snippet in there? Is he came from WCW and now returns to Georgia? Yeah, something like that. And, by the way, I just looked up. Kenny Omega defeated Jericho in 35 minutes. Oh, 
So yeah. classic. Yeah, in January two thousand eight. Do you ever do you ever catch blips of that uh that uh Omega and Okada four when he finally won the heavyweight title? I have not. Is that the match uh, I got like fourteen stars or something? Yeah, I I I caught highlights of it and every sing- I mean, it was a like a half hour long highlight reel. Actually, you know what? I may have watched one of those. That was just incredible. I mean, just I was compelled the entire way. I'm like, go, man, go. Yeah, and I remember watching Jericho Omega because somebody had asked me to watch it and then write a review about it because obviously I don't really watch New Japan too much. Right. And I watched it and, you know, wrote about it. So that's why I remember seeing that. So I have seen that, and that may have been the only Kenny Omega match I've ever seen. But like you said, I think I might have seen one of those two, one of the— Yeah, I, I caught uh, All In when he faced Pentagon Jr. or Penta El Cerro. Cerro I forget. He's got so many names. But awesome, an awesome luchador from uh, AAA or Lucha Underground. And then he went to TNA, did their impact. and did Pentagon something. or Phoenix? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, about? Pentagon and Phoenix are the Lucha Brothers. And yeah. they are now currently, I believe, hold the triple. Oh, no, Bucks hold. They're fighting for the AAA uh, tag titles tomorrow against the Bucks. Penta L0M, is that Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he he uh, took on Kenny Omega at All In, and that was incredible. Just an amazing, all both of those guys, Yeah, insane the stuff that they do. I can't believe people don't get hurt. <laughs> it just looks so good. <laughs> I really got to watch All In one of these times. I have it on the DVR. I should stick around one time. Oh, man. I, still, I saved it all this time because I just I thought it would be a cool thing to have. At, at least before uh, All In 2, right. which I think is August, September, somewhere in there. It's, I think it's Labor Day weekend. Whatever it is. But I'm going to actually say Jericho wins. I, I don't really have a reason. Again, I really don't know much about this. But I would say Jericho, almost for star power. Right. But I will, Notoriety. I will say um, they had not been mentioned on TNT because I would have it on for the NBA playoffs. Right. But they did the uh, last night during the Bucks and Raptors game. I saw a blip of that, yeah. And unfortunately... <laughs> Jericho's name was butchered. Was it really? Oh yeah, I heard that. How can you mispronounce? What? How they do it? Because I, I wasn't watching. I've, I'm afraid that I'm cursed and I'm causing the Bucks to lose. Dang it! What was it? It was, it was Jer. I know it was Jericho. Uh, Jericho. Jer- really? Chris Jericho. My land. And it was, That's... I think, Marv Albert, who was obviously one of the top sports announcers. <laughs> when so, he's not biting people. When he's well, <laughs> hey, what he does in his personal time is his business, but. Uh, I would say a quick little hit to probably Jericho's ego, I would say, right off the yeah, bat. Right. That, you know, Mr. Household Name and all these things he likes to say. And maybe I would also... Maybe they told Marv to butcher it on purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just to rub it in on Just, him. Yeah, a little bit. N- another promo. <laughs> Come in and run him down. But I will say super cool TNT, as we've talked about. Same with Fox and SmackDown. TNT is, no pun intended, all in with AEW. Right. So it is nice that they got the plug in now before Double or Nothing. So like I said, I'd been watching. I'd been waiting TNT all these weeks or since the announcement. And there's been nothing. But they got the announcement in. And, yes, they showed a promo for Jericho and Kenny Omega. Yeah. And I think then they mentioned the other guys, I think uh, Young Bucks and stuff. So that was cool. So I'm going to say Jericho wins. Again, this is setting up a match for the title against who wins the Battle Royal. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. So up next, I think, obviously, the bigger high-profile match, Cody. Cody and Dustin. Now is Dustin going with just Dustin? Um, well, it says Dustin Rhodes. I, I don't think oh, really? there's any uh, legal or anything that really matters with him doing it. Really? So, so they're, WWE is allowing Dustin to keep the Rhodes name? I think the issue is um, that is his name. No, His name is Ronald. 
Runnels is his real name. Is it? Okay, mm-hmm. because I always thought... Because Dusty Rhodes' real name was Virgil Runnel. Okay. And Terry Runnels, you remember. Yeah, like everyone got upset, like, oh, Cody Rhodes couldn't use his name. That's his right. real name. It's like, no. Because when WCW got bought by WWE, Rhodes was a trademark from Turner, and they bought that. So the Rhodes name is technically WWE's. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's weird how that works. Could see a cease and desist in the future, really. Oh, boy. If they, if they haven't caught on. If they haven't yet, I'm sure they're sending a million things. Yeah, I'm looking it up. It says Dustin Runnels. Yeah, it's... um. It is kind of weird about that, but I'm guessing they just care about gold dust. They yeah. don't really care. Yeah, they probably don't. Yeah, because Dustin Rhodes was what he was before in WCW, the yeah. natural. Yeah, so um, did you have a pick for this one? Um, I think Cody's going to do it just because, uh, you know, even though we like to say that, that Dustin, gold dust, whatever, is the uh, Benjamin Button of professional wrestling, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the older he got, the better he seemed to get for a little while there. I even had a tag team title run with Cody. Uh, just before with the shield and stuff like that. Yeah, that was so, good. But he's definitely up there and has made note that like this is you know going to be his kind of swan song match, and then he's going to transition into a backstage role with AEW. Yeah, I was going to say Dean Malenko is officially brought on. Really? That was expected. Ooh. Right when he left there, that was kind of the story. That's was, good. That's a good get. I'm surprised there's no non-compete, but maybe they don't for agents, and it's just kind of right. like, you right. know, as long as you don't appear on camera. Could just, be an on-screen thing, yeah. But I'm going to guess Dustin does that. I don't think he'll you know, get the shock win and then kind of have a little run. I don't think that's... No, I think they're... Like, again, we want they want to start off strong. They want to make all their premier talent look like viable threats every time they're on screen. So they're going to give Cody and, Ken, I think, Kenny Omega, you know, the top of the line. I mean, Chris Jericho is a viable threat, and he is signed in for that company, you know, for a while. But I think that uh, they're going to start off strong and, and give it to Cody, definitely. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I know the name value is probably going to be tempting to put Dustin Rhodes on TNT right, and all right. that stuff, but I'm not sure it's really worth it because it's just. I not. think Cody has made more of a name in I would, recent. I future. would go with Cody if we're doing that, and yeah, there's really no reason Dustin Rhodes should defeat Cody here. There's not really a reason they can right. tell whatever story they want. I'm not really going to care. Um, before getting to the battle royal, what did you think of the whole Pac? Um, situation with now the match being off. You know, from what I read, I I get it, but then why enter into even the discussions if you know you know that that's a possibility? Like, yeah, this is one of the things they say you should never book a pay per view match unless you know the finish. Exactly. So you know, at that point, they should have said, "Well, are you okay with losing or winning, or what's your situation with right. Dragon?" Before Game? you start advertising this stuff, you need <laughs> yeah. to iron these things out, especially a week before. There is a story that it's visa related. Okay. But then that makes me wonder. Well, then who leaked this story? Who's gonna make right. this look so bad and messy and complicated? I mean, I, I like I said, I get it because you're a champion and you don't want to look weak. For you're you're meant to represent a company. You know, it's just like if I would go to a customer of mine and act like a complete jerk. Well, who's gonna? Are they gonna send me business? <laughs> More likely than not, probably not. Probably not. So I mean, you don't want to go to another company and you know lose and make your promotion look bad. I get that, but at the same time, like you said then why advertising enter into all these discussions if all of a sudden now it's a problem, you know? Yeah, you mentioned earlier that Cody and Young Bucks are going to be the uh, top guys. I will say this right now. It's probably not going to be them. Hangman Page right now is who they actually want to be their right. star. So um, He's definitely the bright 
you know, shining future of the company. I think to establish the legacy, they're going to go with their veterans, but Hangman's going to be the guy that shines and the yeah, ultimate Yeah, I could run. almost see like an evolution where, like yes. the evolution group where yep. they had their guy and all along it was to groom Randy Orton. Randy Orton and, and Batista even. Batista, yeah. So Hangman Page will get it, whether he wins this time or not, or perhaps enters the Battle Royal or something that's a, like that's a possibility so regardless of what they end up doing with them i will say that might also influence who i would pick to win the the final match too whoever wins the battle royal because if page wins the battle royal then i could see him and, and jericho having just an all-out classic and there you go <laughs> so i will quickly add in that you know don't mess with the bullet club <laughs> no never i think the thing with um AEW being so fan friendly and the right. guys creative and all this, well, this was their first big hiccup because now we're seeing it with Pac. Right. Well, maybe this whole freedom thing. Now you understand where WWE is like, no, you can't work elsewhere. No, you work for us. Right. Independent contractor or not, who cares? You can kind of see where it's coming. Where like you coming can't from? just go anywhere and then come back and say, well, I'm not losing. I'm working here. Right. Well, then what are you going to do with them? Now Pac's not advertised even for the next summer show for AEW. Well, because he kind of, maybe he screwed that up, you know, maybe by refusing to be flexible. And, you know, they could have even worked something out where they had some type of schmaz win or, you know, some type of dusty finish. And and he still would have looked strong. He you gotta work with them. That's the whole point of being in that type of society that they're promoting. Yeah, it's such a mess because I mean, then you deliver a non-finish. Right. That nobody's gonna like that. Right. And then it's like, well, then what do you do in the rematch? Then does he win that one too? Well, then he should have just won right away. Or, or does Paige he lose? Could have gone to Dragon Gate and you know had they could have cross promoted and and everybody comes out a winner. Right. But I think AEW is eventually gonna go to exclusive. I think right now well, yeah. they're kind of letting guys go just to kind of bring them in. Right. And then in a year or so, they'll be like, well, guess what? It's okay, kind of like we're the, locking you in now. It's like the NXT UK. You right. could do your own thing. And, and then now you, you can't. And now, <laughs> yeah. And now you're done. And now here's the pay raise, sign the deal. Right. So um, it, it's going to be interesting, but I will say, to me, I've been all AEW. I've been all positive, but right away, that right there was a big red flag. So I hope everyone's not entirely buddy-buddy because this whole owner's hanging out in private jets with Cody and Young Bucks. Right. At some point, that's going to break, and TNT is going to get involved. So it's all rainbows and sunshine now, and Pac is... Sunshine, happiness, and (laughs) rainbows. That's what song is playing in (laughs) them as the world is burning around. (laughs) Right. This is fine. So it's too bad this happened, what, two, three days, four days, whatever it was before. I I hope it was just Visa, but even that, that should be cleared and set up. That should be something that you work out, right. You got to have that set up, and now especially, now like, say, Lucha, like what if if they have a Visa issue right before the show? Then their match is off. So part of me hopes that it is Part of me wants to make an immigration joke, but we just won't. (laughs) We will not do that. But part of me hopes that is the issue, but then another part is, well, then that's incompetence. You know, either it's Pac's fault or you guys don't have your ducks in a row. Right. And that will come with growing pains, which we've talked about. Hopefully they figure this out. I'm not going to hold too much against them this Saturday. There's always going to be bumps in the road. There will be bumps in the road, but hopefully after this Saturday, then for next All-In 2, they have everything kind of figured out, especially when they're going live on TNT. Right, right. I mean, you can't still be futzing around and figuring, hey, what do we do this and what are the contracts? And they'll have to figure that out. But long rambling aside, between Jericho and Omega, we still have to figure out the other side of the championship match. Well, do you want to talk about the Young Bucks? If you want to <clears throat> talk about the Young Bucks, Lucha, go ahead, Lucha Brothers. Um, Lucha Bros. 
I'm gonna I'm actually gonna say that the Lucha Brothers are gonna win so that they can take that title back to AAA and and have a thing there, you know, because uh, Young Bucks. I don't know if I don't know, uh, but I kind of see the Lucha Brothers taking that one. Even though I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Young Bucks, I've loved everything that I've ever seen them do. Uh, yeah, you know, like Randy Orton said, it's a bunch of gymnastics matches, but it's entertaining and it's fun to watch. And I, you know, I used to tune into Ring of Honor just to watch the Young Bucks. So I think that's going to be a classic match, but I do see Lucha taking that. I think it's going to come down to, you know, if they're going to work with AAA. If AEW eventually, which I assume by fall, they'll want exclusive stuff. They're mm-hmm. not going to want everyone elsewhere risking injury, risking day. It's like, hey, we need you Tuesday. Well, I'm in Mexico. Right, right. Well, okay. you know. Well, Ring of Honor and New Japan seem to work it out, though. They work it out, but they're also not going to be live two hours every week on That's Prime true. TNT. That's a good point. AEW, remember, shooting for the moon. They're not working with independent companies. Right, and, right. You know, they're, not, they're dealing big time here, so... I don't know much about this match. I'm I know Lucha Brothers are still kind of sort of involved with TNA, but they may have finished up. I don't know what the status of that is. Yeah, I, just... I think they I think they either lost the last tag titles and kind of had the little curtain call moment, so they may have kind of like did their bow out. So yeah. maybe they're finishing up. But this goes back to if they're going to be sounding exclusive. If they're exclusive, I would probably have them as the tag team champions. Right. And I would hopefully not have Young Bucks and Cody faunting around with all the titles and saying, yeah, we run the company, now that's, we're the champions. That's, that's also kind of the reason why I think that uh, Lucha's gonna, Lucha Brothers are going to take that, just because you got, you know, I think Kenny's going to be the first world champion, so they're going to, you know, they're going to get their titles eventually. It's just right. a matter of... It's you know. going to be tough, but I mean, if Cody wins, Young Bucks win the tag titles, and then Kenny Omega's a champ, a lot of people are immediately <laughs> going to look at that and go, really? Yeah. And then if Tony Khan, he says he won't be on screen, which... I'm glad. Good. Stay off. We don't need authority right. figures. We're done with that. But, you know, if then Tony Khan shows up and then it's just like, oh, this is what we all feared. You know, we don't want that. So I'm I'm hoping because Cody had mentioned this. He's aware of this. You know, he's aware of, oh, he's booking the company. I don't right, like the word right. booking, but he's running the company executive. So he's aware of it. So I hope then he follows through with it. Yeah. And he said he's even turned down things in the past that were too self-serving. Hmm. So, I mean, beating Dustin Rhodes, nobody's going to complain. Right, exactly. But That's all the titles. Kind of foregone. Yeah, and Young Bucks and all that. So, um, did you want to talk about the Battle Royal now? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Who's... Ty Dillinger. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, I'm who... sorry. What's his name now? I don't remember what his oh, name is. Oh, Spe- Sean Spears. Sean Spears. His actual, yeah. I, I was going to say him. I mean, I think Billy Gunn is in there. A few other guys. <laughs> Billy Gunn. Jungle Boy. Um, I'm trying oh, to... yeah. Isn't that, uh, um, oh, he's the son of somebody that just passed away Luke Perry yes yes that's right that's what it was I mean a lot of guys are in here I'm not going to list them off but I think basically I think there's like four or five spots and then it's something like a lucky 21 is the final entrant okay so it's 21 man and then they're saying lucky 21 you know the Vegas 21 yeah right right that's the pun there so everyone's thinking is that the John Moxley tease with the poker it could be I mean and then think about it that's going to be the spot to bring somebody out Jericho Moxley Ooh. Jericho, Ooh. CM Punk. That's why I'm thinking Punk. But really, you think Punk's actually gonna do it? You think no, he's gonna do it? No, I'm I'm thinking Jericho is what I meant to say. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know nothing. So either way, um, regardless. This, wait, this is intriguing. What do you know? I know nothing. Remember, uh-huh. I don't know anyone training with them. I don't know anything about Milwaukee. But anyways, 
Oh, boy. Regardless of what happens, I think um, they're all giddy about the pay-per-view. They've even been quoted. Everyone is saying this is going to be the single greatest pay-per-view of all time. Obviously, that's hype and them you know, wanting the pay-per-view. That, yeah, that's that's bold statement. For 50 bucks, they're going to say it's the greatest of all time. Right, even right. Jericho just commented a few minutes ago about saying it's going to be the match of a lifetime versus Omega. But again, he's going to say that. What's he going to say? This is going to be a stinker? No, right, he's exactly. going to say it's great. And yes, Khan and everyone has... Pretty much repeated the line, it's going to be the greatest wrestling pay-per-view of all time. Okay. I mean, that tells you they have something. They, oh, they definitely have something. I mean, boy, that's making me... <laughs> your little punk comment, I think I might throw down the 50 now. I would not. <laughs> I, could... I, I still might just because I'm intrigued. Damn. No, I seriously stumbled over my words there. Uh-huh, I'm not cuffed. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Start the fire, start the rumors, let's go. I'm not starting any rumors. <laughs> I will be watching the Bucks. He's going to edit this part of the podcast out. <laughs> I don't edit. There's actually been a few columns that by the time it was posted have been out of date. Yeah. And I've been asked, uh, you're going to look foolish here. You don't want to edit it or delete it or write a new one. I said, no, post it. I wrote it. You yeah, know, I'm not right. going to now like save myself. I wrote it. I look like the idiot, so post it. So as well. I'm not going to edit anything out. I'm not going to do anything. Going out on his shield. It's... <laughs> You live by the sword, you're done. <laughs> but no, I would not pay 50. I know you're excited for it. I know you're I pumped. I, I know you said excited. All In was amazing. It, so. All In was awesome. I loved it. I still got to watch it, so I'm Even sure it'll be amazing. the main event was cut way short. But. Yeah, <clears throat> and like I said, I hope they have this kind of timing issues down by now. Yeah. And if not all in two, I guess this one can still kind of be experimental. But even if the app, like maybe the stream breaks, like that would suck. If, right. You know, so I hope they have all these issues down. You do not want to stumble right out of the gate because people are going to, you know, they're going to judge them for it, fair yep. or unfair. Right. So even if I don't necessarily know the card too well, I know most of these names. It seems like it's going to be awesome. It seems the women are going to get time to shine, which is great. And, you know, the surprise or two that may, you know, happen. So... <laughs> so even if I won't be watching, I'll be watching the Bucks win Game Six in Toronto. Sorry, Drake. They're gonna Screw win. Screw Drake. So get off the court, dude. I will obviously then probably check out the results later. I'm sure I'll send out some tweets or give my two cents. But no, I will not be watching. I don't know if you will be or not. I haven't quite decided, but I'm leaning towards yes, I will be. I would say go for it. So maybe I definitely you... am not gonna be watching. <laughs> and Holly woke up, so I will say. I would say go for it, but the $50 price tag. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a little in this expensive, day and age, but that, it throws me back to the day of buying pay-per-views with WWE. That's, <laughs> I think they may be going for a little old school. Remember, it's Saturday night. UFC's yeah. big Saturday nights. Right. So, I mean, 50 bucks is tough, but if you're wanting it, if you want to support the company right, right. out of the gate, this is awesome. I would not do 50 bucks. I mean, I know it'd you're be, not. It'd be kind of nice to, to poke a little in the or, WWE yeah, side I, I was just going to say, I know the network's not your thing right now, but that's almost half a year of the network. And to I be mean, fair, the, reason, for why, one show, the one reason why I haven't canceled the network yet is for all that history stuff, the stuff that I used to watch when I was a kid. There's just yeah, so much there. It's such yeah. a great value. I, I can't feasibly cut that off right? I think you said once you said like you were watching in order old shows every single one from seven uh, every pay-per-view from Wrestlemania 7 to I think I got up to 2006 2006 oh yes okay yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about and that's about when I started watching again too because I there was a point where I didn't have cable or I couldn't afford cable or I'd catch recaps or whatever so about 2008 is when I started coming back into it when you were giving me tapes of raw yeah, right. At work. I always say I always say if you want to support a company, I don't care if it's TNA, if it's ROH, I don't really care what right. company you watch. 
but support them. Don't illegally stream. Don't do any of this, you know, stuff like that. Exactly. If you want to support them, do it. If you like a guy, buy a shirt. Go for it. Yep. I so, mean, I'm wearing a CM Punk shirt. Exactly. So <laughs> that's, hey, no comment on that. Not till after Saturday. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So um, I would say support it if you want. For me personally, 50 bucks is, you know, in this day and age, yeah, you said, you know, old school, that's how much you right. paid. Back but, in the day. But you're right. And that is almost a half a year of network, too. So I mean, or any subscription, Netflix, Hulu. Guaranteed when they get some type of like deal or whatever with the streaming service, I'll, I'll be on that. Yeah, BR Guaranteed. Live, if that's still 50 bucks, I mean, they need to... I mean, if it's if, if it's exorbitant per month, you know, no, I'm not going to do it. But if no. they get it down to a comp- competitive price like the WWE Network is, you can bet I'm going to jump on that. Yeah, so this is me publicly wishing them well Saturday, If I even if I'm not watching. So I hope they do well. I hope everyone has a great time. I'm hoping it's as good as All In. I hope the momentum then carries the TNT, more plugs on uh, sports and their rated shows. So right. then they can set up the summer. for. I know they have a few shows announced. And then that can kind of lead into the big cable thing with their new signing that will maybe be there. So I hope everything goes well. Do you have any closing thoughts on Double or Nothing? No, I think uh, it's I'm I'm pulling for him. Like you said, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be a great show, and I'm you know, kind of, just kind of trying to live in this moment because this is like the precipice. We're on the the breaking point here of what could possibly be the greatest era in sports entertainment. I mean, we have a, a viable company with severe backing, and if they do as well as they claim they're going to, they're going to give WWE a little bit of a run. Maybe not like you know taken over everything but it's going to make wwe work and then maybe it'll be interesting again yeah i will say another quick criticism i mean cody had kind of taken the comment back but i think it was either last night or recently he he said the women aren't um um inflatable two men happy and everyone immediately went oh and then he got crap on twitter and right he he went back and said um you know bailey's awesome but I don't know. To me, it felt like a little jab. He was he was talking about his um his women's roster. Well, right. I say his, but you know what I mean. AEWs. Yeah. And and you know, there's just there wasn't even a reason to mention. Why even say anything like that? And then you know, Dustin Rhodes or I, th- I forgot what he said. He said something about they didn't want the match at WrestleMania. Obviously, you're referring to WWE, but they're doing it in AEW. Right. And you know, I kind of hope that. You know, that's one of my other things is, you know, enough with the little shots. I can already see whoever JR saying a little comment like, I don't have anyone in my ear, Pierce. It's all good tonight. <laughs> right. So it's just like you don't need to do that. Yeah, exactly. Don't need to trash. Do your company. thing. Have an awesome show. Everybody looks good. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to mention this last week. I was um, emailing with um, somebody, a independent wrestler who is not an AEW, but he was... Well, he was kind of giving me his thoughts on the TNT move, and I'm glad you mentioned that because he said regardless of which way it goes, whatever direction, Mm -hmm. he basically said a shift is on the horizon. Absolutely. A seismic shift is on the horizon is the exact quote he said with Fox going with SmackDown and TNT going with AEW. And, um, you know, he said a lot more. But that was the thing that stuck out to me. Yeah. And he even emphasized the word is. It is coming. Yeah. It's not maybe. It's not, well, it could happen. Exactly. Because if nothing else, it's given the little guys a little bit of hope. Like, hey, this is possible. I mean, Cody and the Young Bucks sold out a 10,000-seat arena in a half hour simply by saying, we're putting on a show. 
wasn't yep. affiliated with anybody at the time. They just said, we're going to do this. And in 30 minutes, 10,000 people showed up. Yeah. So th- what that says to me is that, you know, little guys like Ring of Honor, MLW, CZW, all these little guys are going to look at this and be like, you know, it's not impossible. We don't necessarily have to compete with WWE. We just got to get visible. We just got to get looked at and we can make a decent killing on something. Right, exactly. And, you know, going back to that, even, you know, I, I just, I worry it's it's almost, it's almost going to be too much WWE. There's a story that Sasha Banks was doing something with WWE video games, so maybe that relationship's better, that she was in New York filming stuff or doing something with them, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like even the story here, JR says Lawler's contract's coming up and he wants him to join into AEW, and it's just like... You know, I get it, legendary duo, but is this just going to turn into Raw from the 90s? And it's just like, no, please no. Can we kind of <laughs> turn the page? I right. We all love Ross and Lawler together, but it was 20 years ago. Right. So, I, you know, I just hope so much that— No puppies. <laughs> no. I, I hope they do their own thing. I keep saying it, but no shots at WWE, no JR and Lawler. I know right. that would look good on TNT, and everyone would click over and be like, oh, that looks great, but— I hope they do their own thing. So I'm wishing them well. Yeah. I hope it goes great. And I wasn't going to talk about this, but my sister, unfortunately, um, shout out Elizabeth. I know she's listening. Unfortunately, um, bad timing. She had said, oh, hey, for a podcast idea, you should talk about uh, wrestler deaths or like which ones affected you or you know, something, the the greats that have, you know, gone. And I don't know if we can talk about some of these. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, and I told her, I said, that'd be a pretty long podcast. It'd be a long one, and there'd be a lot of, like, you don't know if we should talk about that. No, there'd be some we unfortunately would not talk about, but I only mentioned that because, of course, right after we got off last week, you know, Ashley Mazzaro, we found oh, out. Oh, yeah, rest in peace. So I will mm. say that, you know, not to reveal my age too much, but I kind of sort of grew up with, you know, her. She was one of the yep. girls. And I'm WrestleMania only... 24 was the first WrestleMania I saw when I uh, came back to watching wrestling. Was it 23 she was in? 24. Well, mm-hmm. I, she was in 23, but WrestleMania 24, uh, I remember when Edge was taking on Undertaker. Rick oh, yeah. final match. One of the main matches was Ashley Massaro bringing out Maria for one of her first big spots. And she had a tag team match uh, because Santino was Maria's Was that with girlfriend. Snoop Dogg? Yes. <laughs> yes. But it was the first time I saw Ashley Massaro. And, um, yeah, it's it's that has such a tragic story. 18-year-old daughter. Yeah, it was sad. And, you know, when you find out how she reportedly died. Right. I mean, to, to set that up, to do it. And all the garbage that is going around now after the fact. And she's not there to defend herself or even refute it or yeah. give any type of credibility. I mean, did they even have the funeral yet? And Exactly. Like, you know, worry about that whenever. Why bring that stuff up now? That's like, the usual stuff. Unfortunately, when someone dies, then they kind of, you know, go after a bunch right. of scavengers. Yeah, scavengers, indeed. A bunch of scavengers go after. But I'm only mentioning this because, you know, not to reveal it, but I did donate to her GoFundMe for nice. her. That's very admirable. For nice. her daughter that there, everyone was, I thought it was cool. Everyone got together. I yeah. told Holly yeah. this, but, you know, wrestling's about a lot of things, and you can say it's silly and goofy and make fun of whatever you want. Right. But then when something like this happens or whatever, and then you see everyone bond together. You see right. them pull together. You know, when, when wrestlers call each other brother, that, that actually has a deeper meaning than just a, a phrase or whatnot. When that, that's a, a family. That's a livelihood and a 
you know, a brotherhood, if you will, or sisterhood. Yeah, and even uh, Gail Kim, she just had her last match for yep. Impact, and she's auctioning off her, her gear. Her ring gear, right. And it's very cool that everyone, you know, you know, is coming together, and it's it's already raised over $25,000 for her Good daughter. for them. That's awesome. And it's going to a college fund for her to continue her education. That is so good. And it's awesome. And, you know, cheap plug, but, you know, anybody that would like to donate, it's obviously for a good cause. And everybody's come together. There's already been a few right. legends that have donated, which I don't know if have been reported, so I won't say their names. But a few people have donated. Everyone's sharing it on social media. Right. And 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 another thing, just a, a quick little you know mental health thing. Um, that that 24 hours prior to her doing that that tweet that she posted, where you know it appeared that she's real happy. It brings me back to. Uh, when Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park, <clears throat> when he passed away, his wife posted a picture of him 24 hours before that and saying that mental health is real. So my whole point is um, if you are you know, in that type of situation and you're feeling those types of feelings, reach out to somebody that you trust because I, we never can truly know what somebody else is going through. And unless you know they reach out, your life is worth something. So we need to make sure that we're paying attention to these signs and stuff like that because it's a tragedy that just shouldn't happen. My, uh, my 11-year-old daughter actually has a friend that is going through some serious stuff. And thankfully she's in a place where hopefully she can get the help that she needs. But that's just a scary, scary thing, man. Cause you just never know. So if, if you're, if you're in that position where you have those types of feelings, let's reach out to somebody because your life is worth something you have every, there's always a reason to keep breathing. Absolutely. And I think you've said it before. I know CM Punk made a comment on it, but it's just like, you know, it gives you reason to, why can't everyone just be like a tad bit nicer? Because mm-hmm. you don't know what someone's thinking. And I mean, Ashley's last tweet exactly. was sending fan mail. So, right. and hey, she, she must be doing it great. It like She's she was a, excited and, and happy to be doing that. And I think one of her friends said they were in Vegas waiting on her to come for a girl's trip to Vegas. And yeah. then she never showed. So you just never know. And yes, absolutely. Reach out. You know, I've sent messages to people of just saying, hey, I'm always here. Regardless right. of what's going on, I don't care. There's a good buddy of mine, um, <clears throat> somebody that we knew and he was actually best friends with. He passed away last year. And uh, every now and then I send him a text. Hey, how you doing? Hey, right. just let you know I'm thinking about you, brother. Exactly. So best wishes there. And I hope anyone that can donate, Ashley Mazzaro's daughter, obviously good cause there. So. Absolutely. Not to end it on a somber note, but I just was reminded that my sister had texted me. So I don't know if we could do that podcast at a later date, but... You know, it just sucks with the timing with Ashley. Should we do a ghoul pool of who we think is going to pass away? <laughs> Absolutely not. That'd <laughs> that be, would be morbid. As... That'd be horrible. So <laughs> Holly's shaking her head no. <laughs> it's just down notes every every week now. <laughs> no, she's saying no to that one. But we are going to close it out, unfortunately, with that kind of a bad note. But well, little, let's, we'll, we'll play a song to make everybody feel We'll good. have a cheerful song. And just a quick uh, say it again. We're hoping the best for Double or Nothing this Saturday Absolutely. night. Absolutely. So I'm going to throw in my cheap plugs here. 411 Foresight Wrestling Podcast. You know you're listening to that already. This is on the 411 Podcasting Network. We want you to subscribe, rate, review, do all those amazing things for us. iTunes, Apple, five stars. We are looking for five stars reviews. Those help us a big amount. So Google, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and yes, 411mania.com. So give us the love, folks. Steve Matz in the Resident Complex. Tell us about it. Hey, hey, the Resident Complex can be found at theresidentcomplex.com. You can also find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, anywhere you can buy digital music. You can find our debut album, North Avenue, available now for your listening pleasure. 
Speaking of pleasure, Holly, you just woke up. Say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye. All right, let's All hear right. some Resident Complex. Hit it. Hey. Now I'm drowning in every tear you cried 